Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome back to our podcast. It has been a while. Now, if you look at uh, recently, we we uploaded Manchester Orchestra, so it might not look like a while, but we recorded that one in the summer. It is not the summer. <laughs> it is like November, and uh, and I'm basically to blame for that. Andrew, me, hi. I am to blame. Uh, my life's been super crazy, and so... Uh, yeah, we haven't recorded in a while, but hopefully we can get back to doing this. Uh, it's towards the end of the year, so we can get some end of the year podcasts done and, and hopefully some more interviews here uh, coming up. So um, so we decided we were going to do a different episode. We decided this uh, two months ago, Nate, something like that maybe. Yeah, I think when the record was announced, yeah. we talked about it. So. Obviously, you see the title. You know what we're doing. We are going to be talking about Silent Planet's new album, Iridescent, today. And when they announced the album, Nate called me or I called Nate. Somehow we were on the phone and we were like, hey, what are your thoughts on not listening to this at all? Like just going in blind. Now, we had her trilogy because that came out. A long time ago. Um, And that is on the album here. Now, we don't know if they changed anything or if it's the same. But outside of Trilogy, Nate and I do not know a single second of this album. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a first listen episode. We've done this a few times. We really like doing them. Please let us know if you like us doing them because we can definitely do more. Uh, It's probably something that Nate and I like a lot. It's part of our relationship. It's actually kind of the ground level why we started the podcast is Nate and I used to do this all the time is like, hey, don't listen to this album. Uh, We did a lot with like from Indian Lakes albums. Uh, We did a lot with Valley Heart albums. We just we'd be like, don't listen to anything. Let's listen to it together for the first time. We'll pause after each song. We'll talk about just that song and just give initial impressions. So That is what we are doing this episode. So if you expect a deep dive into these songs and and all that, we probably won't get there. It depends how smart we are um, feeling right now as far as how deep we can go. But I am assuming with Garrett and how he tends to write stuff, this is going to be fairly like, I liked it. I didn't like it. It's not going to be like, yeah, he's talking about blah, 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 because his lyrics are so layered. I looked at the first song's lyrics. Um, I think it's track two or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, will I want to read while we listen? Mm. And I was like, there's no chance. Because yeah. it's hard enough to like read his lyrics. That's just true. on their own. And uh, and so I think that's something where if you're listening, reach out to us after we post the episode where we'll have a lot more time to have listened to the record and get into the lyric side of things. For now, I think we're mainly going to be all sound, um, yeah. if I had to guess. 
Yeah, that's fair. I this is a fun thing of like we maybe should have talked about this before the podcast, but I love how raw this is. Uh, we didn't talk about whether we were doing lyrics or not. Um, we have done a first listen episode for um, a band like Caspian, who had very little lyrics. So we looked at the lyrics where we could, but that was mostly sound because of that. We've done that with From Indian Lakes where we did talk about lyrics a little bit um, and stuff. So I think we're used to having lyrics. So I have the lyrics pulled up, but I totally get what you're saying. We're probably going to be out out of our comfort zone reading. So uh, we'll probably mostly listen uh, to this and see if there's any lyrics that stand out from listening. But um, but yeah, it does make sense to do kind of overall vibe, overall sound. And the last thing I want to say as we go into it, just building off what you said, Andrew, about us not listening to any singles outside of Trilogy, which we didn't really... That was, like, unintentional. We yeah. listened before we knew it was a single for the record. Yeah. But it's been really hard. Yeah. When we do stuff like this, it's, like, extremely difficult. Yep. Um, I almost a few times, I'd, like, on YouTube, I'd see that they released a new song. And somehow, in my mind, I'm not thinking when I'm on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, new song. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. And I'll, like, add it to my watch later. And then later, I'll be like, oh, oh, I'm lucky I didn't listen to that. So... It's tricky. Yeah, it's tough. And so I'm wicked excited. I think there's yeah. a lot of built-up anticipation and yeah. excitement. Yeah. So Silent Planet has basically become that band for us in terms of like metalcore, heavy music. Um, growing up, it was Under Oath, Devil Wears Prada, August Burns Red, um, Oh Sleeper. Um, and tons of other bands, but and to be fair, a lot of those bands are coming back in strong ways. Like we'll we can talk about Underos new singles another time, but Underos coming back in a they're returning to their old style a little bit and rounding out their form again. I also think the newest Devil Wears Prada single Sacrifice is like one of their best in a while. So like these older bands, they're not. They're not willing to die quickly or easily at this point. But in terms of newer bands, I don't listen to any new heavy bands or projects. None. I just can't get into it. I find most of it generic or just doesn't excite me the same way it used to when we were growing up. But Mm -hmm. Silent Planet, man, Mm -hmm. they just... I think they're the perfect culmination of all those years of growing up listening to that music um, and it being done in a new way, in a different way, in an exciting way. And so what's unique about this record for us, I feel like, is it's like one of the only records and only bands we listen to now from this genre. Yep. Um, So with that, though, please let us know if there are any bands that maybe aren't as good as silent planet or maybe you think they're better that's great um but send us bands that we might like based off of this but what were you gonna say andrew were you gonna say something similar i was gonna say the exact same thing silent planet i think in both of our minds is three for three album wise and each album gets better and more complex in a lot of ways and it's not that they didn't start out super strong but like honestly their trajectory is actually almost scary at this point that they're yeah they've gotten almost so good 
that this was probably the first album that I was like a little worried for. So we'll see. Yeah. Just because I was like, I don't know that you can keep up with being as consistent as they've been. So I guess we're about to find out. We'll see if it's four for four. And it, it, the album artwork doesn't help with my expectations because it's so sick. <laughs> yeah, it is sweet. Oh. All right. So should we start out with 112? Yeah. Let's do it. So, <laughs> um, I just saw the movie Dune not that long ago. Big, yeah. epic movie. It's one of my favorites recently. It starts out, and I'm like, I feel like this is just as, like, theatrical, epic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was insane. Yeah, I mean, the, f- the first thing that came to my mind was christopher nolan films i know he yes. obviously didn't direct dune but the hans no, but it's very type similar. of like yep. explosive did hans zimmer do dune as well yeah yeah so yeah, that's why. the hans yep. zimmer type uh atmospheric heavy bass driven orchestral stuff that scared me dude dude it did i saw you that jump and i was like trying not to laugh i um Nate have mentioned before the podcast uh, that it's raining at his house. And exactly. I was so thinking the same thing, dude. It's funny because I'm hearing like raindrops at the beginning. It was like, okay, now Nate and I both are hearing rain at the same time. <laughs> and then right as like Nate was about to say probably that, like, dude, I feel like it's just raining or I don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> the biggest sound came in. Oh, oh that man. was funny. That okay. Was sick. Well, we That's shouldn't great... actually belabor this. That was awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. The only thing I will say is yeah. from, like, the one thing I do notice is the track's name 112, and it's 1 minute 12 seconds long. Oh, um, yeah. Good catch. But, uh, but besides that, I have nothing. I think what I might want to do, Andrew, do you want to start it? With uh, like, yeah, back a few seconds. Yeah, maybe like I had 15, thought that because I think it's gonna transition, and that's what that was what I think what I was gonna say before the stuff came in, the the heavy parts. I was gonna be like, hey, we might just want to go straight through here and listen to both, but it, it came in, and I was just like, um, so yeah, pick it up maybe one minute, just go yeah, to one yeah. minute. Yep, sounds good. All right, let's go to the next track, Translate the Night. So, 
Silent Planet's not a funny band, but there's so many times I was just laughing at like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> what were your thoughts, Nate? Yeah, so I mean, I think um, that song, uh, those you can't see Andrew in my chat on uh, on Zoom here, but we literally just like kept mentioning bands that it sounded like so the beginning garrett screams and the yeah. riff was like as oh sleeper as it gets i feel like yep. for them yep. i think that's their most oh sleeper section ever to be honest and then there was like a bit of tdwp in there and then like at that second not the chorus but like almost like the bridge singing part that translate that transitioned into um the very uh small production heavy section with Garrett's screams that were kind of not light, but they weren't wicked heavy. That felt like a bit Lincoln Parkish. Yeah, there's just like so many the reason why I think we were able to mention so many bands there is because this song took so many different shapes and so many different forms. Um in the end, I mean I don't even have a comp right there. Um I haven't heard an ending like that in uh in a, in a minute. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? So one of the things that Nate and I always mention with Silent Planet albums is that Garrett pushes himself vocally every single album that if you listen to the first album versus their third album, he grows so much as a vocalist. There are multiple times on this song that I noticed Garrett pushing himself again. Him doubling up with the singing, he almost he wasn't quite singing, but Garrett doesn't even really try to sing, and that's fine. He doesn't have to. I, I like him sticking to what he does. But there was almost like a melody to his screams uh, during that chorus part, which could be wrong, but that was like that struck me as something I hadn't quite heard. And then obviously that final scream part there. So I don't really listen to new metal very much either i do have a student who's really into it and um and so he showed me this band crystal lake um i think ryan ryan Kanda, i forget his name uh but um i feel like that's the closest comp i have because they're a little bit like the gent like a little bit that so that would be the closest comp i have but i also i mean it doesn't sound like anything that they've done before um vocally for their clean vocalist who I forget the name of and I apologize Thomas Thomas I think, right um that sounds right I'm sorry I'm really bad with I basically know Garrett and Alex are like the two that I know by name but um but yeah um but yeah we'll say it's Thomas um one of the things that's a staple silent planet clean vocal is just picking a melody that's a about as high as any human could possibly reach, especially him, and you just have to belt it out to even hit it. Um, so it was cool to hear that. That's just like a staple to Silent Planet's music, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was a great first track. Makes complete sense why they do it. Um, the song had probably more dynamic range than they tend to have within one song. They don't tend yeah. to go as low or as high as that within the same track. Um, that was that was a lot. So that was awesome. Yeah, and I think because we're transitioning into trilogy, I'll mention this. Like, I felt like I don't know if trilogy was their heaviest song to date. Obviously, like there's 
it was in a certain sense almost like their brightest song to date as well because it has a lot of dynamic as well but the ending breakdown is so big and so heavy and i wonder if the largeness and the and the just like grandness of these two tracks well i guess even the intro these three tracks are gonna continue throughout uh the record if it's gonna stay this big um yeah yeah all right should we listen to trilogy again let's do it Nate, what are your thoughts? So, um, I mean, I think the f- a few things. Well, first off, it is exactly the same. I mean, maybe they might have done something with like the mastering just to make it like fit. But ever, ever, like, I've listened to the song enough to know it's it is the same, um, and. I think the first time or the first time I heard trilogy all the way through now, I think I'm not saying it's necessarily my favorite Silent Planet song, but I think when you look at just like quality, I think it's their best song. Like if I'm trying to be as objective as possible, I think it's their best track. And one thing I find interesting is that I've and I might be misremembering or mis, um, misquoting or whatever, but I thought that Trilogy was supposed to almost like be this like summation of the first three records. That's why it's called Trilogy, like, and carrying on that sound while still transitioning into the new sound. So I'm wondering if this will be... If there won't be any more songs this like this almost like moving forward yeah like i felt like translate the night was very very different than anything silent planet's done before um and i wonder if trilogy will almost be the song that's like most comfortable for like silent planet fans and the rest of the songs will be pushing us and stuff so i don't know that's my thoughts what are yours yeah I might go as far as to say Trilogy is my favorite. I might. It's it's up there with, like, songs that I don't get tired of. And, yeah, I'm, I'm glad in a lot of ways that they released this far enough out that I could hear this one before because I have – I've really enjoyed this song. Um, yeah, it sounds the same. The one thing that sounds different with Trilogy and always did, um, it seems like the guitars – I like I don't know if he's using a seven string, but they're definitely tuned lower than I remember. Oh sleep, oh sleeper. I'm gonna do that this whole episode. <laughs> Silent Planet ever doing um, on any of their stuff. Now, uh, I felt like for Translate the Night, they were tuned about that low as well. So that might just be a guitaring change that I noticed at Trilogy, and that's gonna continue. But um, but yeah, it's heavy. It's it's dark it's awesome and when nate's 
like uh, it, it was really fun to watch Nate and we could like jam to this one because we knew it so that was fun um, but moving forward we don't know anything we can't jam quite the same way and as we head into Second Son based on the out of the track list the name of this song I is a, like this is a song I'm most excited for just from the name standpoint um, both like in terms of just like overall the name, but also with their like first mother, first father, like sequence. I wonder if this is like keeping up with that. I don't know. We'll see. That's a good catch. Nate's already gone a lot deeper than I have. Uh, <laughs> so far, great album. Trilogy and was track three. <laughs> like that was, yeah, that's a lot I, mean, simpler. I did notice that. I did. Yeah, I, know. I could have said that, one, that, one's but that was That one's easier. That was yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's do Second Son. With me in deja vu. All right, Nate, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Um, oh, man. So, definitely wasn't disappointed by that track. No. Um, I mean, I'll save the most obvious part for you. Not All that right. you don't... No, 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 I'll, I'll say that for you. One thing I do want to say is... I, I'll say something about the music, too, but... Right now, the... Rain has, like, stopped, and the clouds have, like, still remain kind of, it's, like, gray, but also the setting sun is, like, piercing through everything and creating this, like, orange and pink, like, fading, like, everywhere, and it's, like, so beautiful, and so listening to this record while, like, seeing this is really cool. But anyways, my favorite part was the end just like the transition after the last uh, chorus into that instrumental, it wasn't like it wasn't big. It wasn't like like maybe a lot of people will like look over that, but I thought that was really cool and really interesting what they did. I don't, I can't really explain it. I have no idea what it, what they did, but that was really sick. And then I'll just leave the obvious for for you here so i think there's an obvious and i think there's a maybe not obvious that i'm gonna throw out there as an idea with you so garrett sang right <laughs> like like we can count that as singing right right oh yeah especially officially and then especially did the, garrett uh, sing later like yes lower? that's what i was gonna say that's that that's was what i was especially singing because he definitely was doing his like scream singing, which he did more in this than I've again ever heard. That "Why Do I Hurt My Body" like part was amazing, and once he did it, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and then later, the lower part, I'm fairly certain that was Garrett, and you seem just yeah. as, as certain. So um, I was so questioning it and and stuff that I typed Garrett fast and I misspelled it in our <laughs> chat. But I was just like, hey, is this Garrett? Um, so 
yeah, those were pretty obvious things. Um, something really unique about this for me, at least, the guitars had weirdly, and this is this is a weird thing to say, very little melody in the song. There was a lot of just like. I don't know, like muted guitars would probably be, especially at the beginning, that I was like, I don't actually hear notes from the guitars. It's just distortion um, or just something. And there were times that like the drums would keep going and instruments would basically drop out and there's just background stuff. But again, it was almost like fuzz. And it really made the chorus then that the guitars have more straight up like a chord progression and then especially the end part that nate mentioned where there's this really high part like high singing part or or like i don't know more angelic sounding part um really stand out because there was almost like just these really dark deep sounding parts that weren't like oh those are guitars making it dark i don't know it's just it's a really weird song, honestly. It's very weird if you, I feel like, drill down. I feel like if you listen to it straightforward, it's probably the song that reminds me of maybe, like, Wage War or, like, uh, like at yeah. times there's other bands that sound, I mean, that Silent Planet's never sounded like, but um, but it probably sounds like metalcore more at, at a bass level. But I feel like if you drill down, it's really unique as a song and then also really, really unique for Silent Planet. So, yeah, definitely didn't disappoint. I actually thought of Wage War 2 with Garrett's uh, vocals yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. I, that I thought was that was the, the one main band reason. that I thought of. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's move to the next one uh, Panopticon. Panopticon? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that, that's right. Let's get back into it. What did you think? Yeah. So, is that just like a really, 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 really low guitar tone, or is that is that bass? I have no idea. I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. I think they have a seven string guitar, or they've just decided to add some crazy fuzz to some bass on top like that it's they're actually doubling up bass which would be weird i don't know that i've seen that there were definitely times that the guitars if they are guitars cut out and you could hear the bass doing the same notes below it especially kind of the beginning verses parts but um but yeah it's weird it's real weird i think it's definitely um one of the most catchy riffs I've heard from Silent Planet, to be honest. I know it's, like, so unusual that it doesn't even feel Silent Planet, to be honest. Like, this is the type of song that when you listen to it, you're like, okay, they really are transitioning into something new and taking uh, steps in a new territory. 
but just so catchy that the the riff there and uh the first p- part of the breakdown at the end i thought was fine but the second part i really liked that i think that hit a little bit harder um and yeah i thought it was a really solid track also what i liked about it too was just how straightforward it was like i think with every other song so far it's been in its own way all over the place and that's not a bad thing but it's nice to have a song then after those that's a bit more straightforward for them but yeah what do you think yeah uh similar thoughts the guitars were some of the weirdest um in that but it is kind of a bouncy riff like it's like yeah it's so weird because there's times that they definitely are jumping uh jumping the beat a little bit so it's not as straightforward if you're bopping your head you're good for a little bit and then all of a sudden they kind of beat you to to actually the downbeat uh garrett's high scream at the end was awesome i like hearing garrett's high scream i think that's awesome um what else there was something else uh just overall i thought it was a really good track um yeah straightforward i do think in a lot of ways this is actually already gearing up to be the best silent planet from definitely a production standpoint this this song feels so well produced because you have to produce this song differently than other songs that they've done there's actually a lot less there even though well there's some like really big theatrical elements in it but like the fact that the guitars and bass were just kind of synced up most of the time means there's not much else. It's not like they're balancing off of each other, doing different things. They're doing the same thing. So you're just pushing that front. You just, you have to record and engineer it very different than the other tracks. And this felt so well produced. So, um, I already am feeling like I don't know much behind the scenes where they've recorded this, how they recorded it. But it does feel like it's probably their best from that standpoint so far. Um, I feel like everything's so clean and crisp. I, uh, this is like a, I'm not a big video game guy, but I also feel like, I don't know why this stuck out to me. I feel like this would be an incredible video game track, whether it's like just the instrumental or the track as a whole. Like the type of like, anticipation it builds and uh the steadiness of the song how consistent it is it would be a it i don't know it creates a really cool atmosphere for something like exciting like that i completely agree and i also know this isn't what you're getting at but i play the hell out of this on guitar here <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i meant that's the video game that I wanted on guitar hero, bass hero, whatever. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move to track number six. Track number six is the sound of sleep. Nate what were your thoughts before I forget um the little like synths at the end there really cool really interesting and 
they kind of play off, or at least in my from first listen, they seem to play off the like really bright sense that came in when Thomas had that like initial section. They're coming in differently at the end, but I I felt a connection. I don't know if it was there or not. Um, I obviously from a track name, you think of Vanity of Sleep um, from their last record. Um, they despite them moving on, they still uh, keep. They can't help but recall to the past. Um, yeah, I think. This one probably is, and you mentioned this. You, Andrew said, this sounds like it could have been on their first record. I think this song sounded the most normal, probably. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to say was the like fuzzy fade or not fade like a staticky yeah that's what i wanted to say the staticky section very similar to trilogy i think the fact that they're continuing that i think is really interesting but yeah what are your thoughts yeah i i want to say similar to what i even said this is probably the most silent planet sounding song by silent planet so far but I love that they're still adding stuff that I haven't quite heard. Thomas had some falsetto that was real nice. I really like that. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot that they added to it. Um, the synths were sweet, too. Um, I totally agree. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was like crazy different. But, I mean, even if it sounds like Silent Planet, I don't think anyone's complaining about it. And... And it only sounds like Silent Planet because there's like a few ways that they've always done stuff that's always been unique to them that they went back to. So if it sounds like Silent Planet, it's not sounding like anyone else. They're one of those weird bands that I think they're getting more and more popular. I would say that they seem fairly popular at this point. Yet, I haven't heard, and this is probably because I'm not in the scene like I used to be, but I haven't heard copycats yet. Like... They still no. feel like whatever they kind of pioneered is still truly them. So yeah, uh, I'm into it. And I mean, I think a huge part of that is, I mean, obvi- I'm not just me. I'm more of like I focus on the vocals first. Um, I just think nobody screams quite like Garrett does. Nobody has his cadence. Nobody has his specific type of rawness obviously there's a bunch of other raw vocalists but i feel the same way listening to uh mike from devil wears prada recently listening to sacrifice i listen to that song and i'm like despite them going on for so long uh and all these bands copying them same with under earth all these bands copying them there's still something very distinct about them and i think vocally that is extra true two things i want to point out before we listen to this one this is probably in terms of song titles the second song i was most looking forward to yeah also there explicit (gasps) oh my god you know it's weird it doesn't say explicit for me uh really music i don't know what what's happening my apple music says explicit watch i'm gonna get like a bleep in the middle of it what if they say crap in this song? 
They might. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. That would be bad. We would That'd stop the podcast bad. immediately. Yeah. We'll, we'll block it out. Well, I guess right. listener discretion advised? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, I, I think that's the Where perfect warning. If you haven't heard any curse words before or are unsure if you've heard any curse words before and you don't count any curse words that I may or may not have already used during the episode, please beware. <laughs> All right, right. let's move to track number seven, Alive as a House Fire. So where was the swear word? I didn't hear it. All I heard was <laughs> silence the system. Um, I guess I got the clean version. <laughs> All I heard was bleep the bleep system. the system. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was, I think he was saying uh, friend the system. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway that Garrett wants us to have is that we are supposed to friend whatever system. Yeah. Because they have our best interests in mind. Yeah, systems are inherently good, even though people are bad. You can always trust the system that people because have created. systems are not people. Exactly. Even though they're made by people. Yep. Yeah. So I have. I mean, I have a million thoughts. I think first off, just working backwards, the f the system part, like. That was really weird. Yeah. Like, the way he did it and his, like, his cadence and his tone and, like, the pacing of it was really interesting, really weird. The first half of the song was probably, I think, the best part of the record so far, maybe. If I'm just, like, isolating, like, one section, the first half of the song was, like, crazy. His, um, he had that, like, kind of Northern Fires thing going on where he has that, like, rap scream, um, which came up again. And then also midway through, it was that, like, classic Silent Planet, um, um, it starts with the ambient, like, ambient music uh just like a section to give you time to breathe i was really hoping they would pick it up again at the end and rather than like going like wicked heavy like they started it was kind of like this middling heaviness that was like really like harsh and uncomfortable and i think it was an interesting direction to take it um I think it's the type of thing I like the ending better expecting it. Um, but, yeah, that song was sick. It did not disappoint the title. What do you think? My only issue with the exercise that we're doing of a first lesson is there are parts that I just immediately want to go back to and listen to, <laughs> like that ending. Um, yeah. And 
and the analytical part of my brain needs to go back to the beginning to figure out the timing because the timing yeah. is weird and I think we've been using Garrett's name a lot so I'm gonna try to actually talk about the band um, because that beginning section is not something to my knowledge that Garrett has anything to do with and the rest of the band is just showing off that they are honestly some of the better musicians in metal like if if you don't play metal music but you listen to metal and you're not sure if metal is hard to play or not I don't have an answer some's easy some's hard that beginning part is extremely tricky to play like you have to be so locked in and what's weird is they're not even so they're locked in with each other but that does not mean that they're doing the same thing so drums and bass were doing different timing than the guitar was the guitar was doing this weird thing and then drums and bass were making sure they were hitting weird off beats and stuff so everyone has to play off of each other but you're not playing together it's the weirdest thing to do it is very tricky and the impressive thing is writing that. It's one thing to, like, pull out my guitar and try to figure out what they're doing, whether I could or whether I can't. I don't know. I'm going to guess no because it's so good. But even if I could figure out what they're doing, for me to come up with that naturally would be insane. Like, that's incredible. So I just have to give a shout-out to, I mean, I guess to Alex, Thomas, and, and Mitch for for what they're playing. Like, that, that was insanely good. So, um... Yeah, I'm not going to say that ending wasn't the best part of the album, but there's a couple other like pretty sweet parts of the album. So I'm just so excited to re-listen to this whole album when we're done, too. Like, honestly, uh, great album so far. Um, oh, and yeah, when you mentioned when it came down to the ambient part, I almost uh, messaged you like we've been here before, just because that's like that is what they've done uh traditionally that's how they get their biggest dynamic is they go down to low ambient and then they go huge um, and then they go back down to low ambient so that is fun I think they've done it once or twice on the album but it feels comfortable it's cool when they do it it's like yeah this is Silent Planet like I, I was in the back of my mind expecting it but I'm so glad it's here so all right, let's move to track eight. Track eight is Terminal, which was one of the singles. Don't know what number. Um, I want to say I remember. I think that's the one that I accidentally stuck in my YouTube list. So like two or yeah, I, feel I think like it was their second, second after Panopticon. Yeah. And the so. music video had Terminal and Liminal with it. So it was like I want, I'm assuming these songs are meant to be listened together in some fashion. Then I will let you have the decision. Do we listen to them together and talk about them separate after? Or, yeah, I uh, think so. Okay. We'll listen to them together. So if you're following along with this exercise, we're about to do eight and nine.
All right, Nate, what were your thoughts not only on Terminal but on Liminal? Yeah, so uh, Terminal was maybe the first Silent Planet song I've ever heard that I felt like as a different genre completely for them. Um, This is more like Deftones, like different type of... Uh, this is more rock, obviously. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I thought they did it really well. I was entranced. I was captivated. And it, it, um, it like, really c- was a comforting song um, in terms of its sound. And, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought they did a great job. Um, and they sounded very natural doing it. It didn't sound like an experiment. I think that's like, that's what I appreciate the most about the song is it sounds very natural for them. Um, and then I thought Liminal was interesting, atmospheric. I think it adds a nice bit of distance and space. I liked the middle section a lot. Um, it makes me really intrigued. And Hedonia, or however you pronounce it, the next track, I'm guessing, is going to be heavy as hell. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> after all this. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, and it perfect placement, these two tracks. Like, yeah. it basically goes one heavy, 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 until you get to terminal and liminal. So yeah. I think it's a nice change of pace and yeah. good placement. What about you? Yeah, I thought the same with the track placement. I thought, if anything, it's probably late for that big of a change. But um, they did a good job with the dynamics of the first tracks. And you don't listen to Silent Planet um, to not have them punch you in the face with music. It's not like you're, like, complaining, like, oh, man, the whole album just, like, was heavy. Like, that's kind of why you listen to Silent Planet. But they do a great job within each song of giving you dynamics. And then at this point, I think it felt really nice to have that space. Um, it's a simple song, so it's hard because it's easy to overanalyze compared to their other ones that have so much, and I'm talking Terminal here, that have so much to talk about. Terminal is just smooth, and it's not lo-fi, but, like, it is, like, it's chill. Like, I... I, I could have fallen asleep in the sense of like I just was really calm during it um but it did fit their style the overall production still fit the album um melodies and stuff that they did were were great I thought they did a really great job um liminal then um I like the distorted voice I am excited to look um see if someone has the decoded words that they're saying during that um it does give me the feeling that there's a bigger concept behind the album. Um, anytime I hear that type of stuff, there is a lot to this album as far as production, and it's very theatrical for them. Like, I keep, I, I know I just, like, I'm going to probably reference Dune a little bit here just because Dune is one of those, like, spectacle movies that has spectacle sound to it. And this is like, one of those spectacle metal albums that has that spectacle orchestral big sound to it. Um, and so from obviously 112 first track and now 
even now that we're this part of the album, there's been a lot of it up to this point. Just really theatrical, big stuff happening. So I am curious to see if there is an overall, if there's a through-line concept uh, with it that they're trying to piece together with the music, or if they just went with, like, I think there's musical concepts happening, even if there's not lyrical concepts. So um, I thought it was great. I thought both were good. Um, as it was, as Terminal was ending, I was like, oh, does it really go into Liminal here? But Liminal kind of re, like, it brings it back, and it does have um, some instruments playing the melody that the voice would have been singing in Terminal. So I thought that was cool. But I'm completely with Nate. I think track 10, if I were to take a guess, is possibly going to be the heaviest song. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're like, okay, we gave you something quiet, and now we're going to punch you in the face. If they don't, that's fine, but I feel like that's the route that most bands would take. So, um, so let's move to track number 10, Anhedonia. Right, Nate, what were your thoughts on Anhedonia? Yeah, so it definitely wasn't as heavy as I was expecting it to be, no. even though it was definitely really heavy compared to Terminal. Is that was that song completely sung by Garrett? I think maybe. Yeah, that's that's I my guess. I didn't hear much of of Thomas in that. I also did see here, it looks like uh, Mitch sings as well. So there's a chance that, and also another thing that I totally missed, um, Garrett apparently since 2020 is credited with some guitars. So, oh, that's really um, cool. So there's a chance that some credit that we've given Thomas or even chance that what we've credited some to Garrett could be Mitch and that's not, a voice we're used to hearing, but I still think that that was Garrett, if I were guessing. But yeah. I just, in case one of them's listening and they're like, hey, you didn't mention that <laughs> I sing, um, or that I play guitar, we apologize. We don't know. Um, but, but yeah, yeah I would just say bring us to the studio Garrett. next time. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I just viewed that as like a really solid track. Like, overall, that was pretty straightforward for them as well I think in terms of like obviously it wasn't straightforward for a lot of bands but for Silent Planet I feel like I wasn't ever like shocked or anything um I really liked how crisp the heavy parts were in this song like I felt like Garrett's voice was really thick and really crisp and yeah, I mean, they were just really solid. And then um, the chorus, you just got to get used to it, I feel like. Just not not expecting that type of chorus from Silent Planet. And so despite me saying, hey, it's pretty straightforward, pretty so like Silent Planet, what you'd expect, the chorus and Garrett singing or Mitch is singing or if Alex is singing. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think he sings on it. But, uh, 
yeah, like just getting used to that is it's different. But I like that a lot. Yeah, I I agree. It's probably so it wasn't as hard as I expected. And the problem with expectations is then I was like, oh, I kind of wanted it to be heavier. Um, like I felt like I was due to get punched in the face, and I did, but I didn't get. So I got slapped in the face. I didn't get punched in the face. Does that distinction make sense? Um, so I wish that it was heavier, but that's not actually the song's fault, and it might not even be the band's fault because I haven't had a problem with their track listing yet. So uh, we'll see what else is here and maybe if they could have moved something around to be heavier to appease me the one person who really cared that it was heavier um than it was but um that being said it was more straightforward there's still i believe again garrett sung the whole thing and i'm really liking hearing garrett push himself to do that after i said like i don't need garrett to do that not not his thing now that i'm hearing him do some singing i'm like thanks garrett thanks for doing that like that might be the biggest takeaway so far from this album is once again Garrett pushing himself to do some weird stuff. Um, the other thing that's hard because we're only doing music is this could be the best lyrical song and we don't know. Like I'm really excited to dive into the lyrics because I do feel like I'm missing something that makes Silent Planet one of my favorite bands and it's the lyrics the lyrics really matter for them as a band versus other bands so um just once again reiterating that uh even a song like this that i might be like i don't have problems with i think it's great i think it's straightforward um but it's not outstanding compared to some of the other ones could be i could be missing a huge portion of what makes the song great so um all right, two songs left. We will move on to track number 11, which I will say because there are at least two songs that are like instrumental, I'm glad that there's 12 tracks. I'm going to just throw that out now. Um, that is nice. So we at least have 10 fully flushed out like song tracks and then the other two instrumental tracks. All right, let's move to track number 11 till we have faces. What are your thoughts on Till We Have Faces? Yeah, so I have a lot of thoughts on on this song, I think. Um, yeah, so first off, because I forget, so it's better to start at the end. The, the ending there was interesting, the way they just like faded out really quickly there. I don't think I've heard them do something like that before. Uh, Andrew mentioned two things in the chat that I think are both true. One is... This definitely feels like their most, like, Bring Me the Horizon type song. There was one other track at the beginning of it I felt like had some Bring Me the Horizon, but this song definitely, from beginning to end, is the most Bring Me the Horizon of all their songs so far. And is this Mitch singing? It doesn't sound... It's definitely not Garrett. That's obvious. And it, it doesn't sound like Thomas. No. And so... Unless they have someone else join them. 
Well, not, to be, because, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you can go. Silent Planet has people join them all the time. Like, and they don't like, say it usually. Either. And they don't say at it. At least on so, the first record, they didn't say it. I think on the recent, on records since they them, though, they Spencer, have said They showed. I'm trying yeah, to remember who and uh, Corey from Norma True. Jean. Yep. But those are also big hitters that, like, yeah. you kind of, like, I don't know the politics of this stuff, but, like, would a label be like, yeah, we're cool if Spencer joins you and you don't say that it's Spencer Chamberlain? Mm, I'm not sure that <laughs> Spencer's label would love that. Like, um, And, like, why wouldn't you flaunt that? That's how you sell stuff. I'm not saying that it's all about sales, but that, that's got to be pretty sweet. So... This could be someone from another band. I know they're close friends with a lot of different bands, so it could be someone else. I want to re-listen because I know they're really close friends with like Dayseeker, and I'd love to listen yeah. and see if it's him because um, he'd fit great on this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, sorry, I'll let you. No, no, you're good. Another thing is um, the a thing that I notice, obviously the title, Till We Have Faces, uh, first thing I usually think of is the band Red, which Andrew and I uh, grew up listening to, and they have a. Is the whole record called "Until We Have Faces"? Yeah. However, more prevalent for Silent Planet is "Till We Have Faces" is a book by C.S. Lewis, and Silent Planet. Their name comes from a book by C.S. Lewis called "Out of the Silent Planet," so I think. Obviously, as Andrew said, we don't have time or the energy to soak in the lyrics with the music as well. I'm sure diving deep into this and how the song works within light of the book would be really interesting. Um, I also, the last thing I want to say is, I think that, ironically enough, if this might be Mitch's only chorus, if it is Mitch. I honestly think this is my favorite chorus on the record. And it's so simple overall, but it just fits perfectly. I think it fits seamlessly. It like really lifts you up and it makes you feel something uh, really powerful. I, I, I love the chorus on this. Yep. I agree. I actually thought towards the end, I was like, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. But that's hard. That That's... That's a really hard thing to say, especially after a first listen. But I love that chorus. I agree. That, like, it lifts me up, makes me feel good. I think it's such a well-done song. There was a lot there to talk about, um, a lot of layering of parts, some stuff that sounds like Silent Planet, some stuff that doesn't sound like them at all. Um, and anytime we mention other bands, I think the best way of saying, like, the reason we're saying that is not like, oh, they stole from these other bands, but it's showing that they continually are sounding different as a band. We didn't just every song go, oh, yeah, this just sounds like them, which shows that they're pushing themselves. They're doing stuff that they don't normally do that sounds like other bands and what they stick to. Um, so you got to give them props every, every time. Every song has been like for the most part, there's been very few parts that sound very comfortable. Like, oh, yeah, this is definitely Silent Planet. Like, they don't even probably have to work to write that part anymore because they've done it uh, before. You can tell they're they're pushing themselves, and 
again, I don't know how they've separated these vocal parts at this point, but I love that there's so much variety of vocal on this album. So, all right, before we do this, before we go to our last track, number 12, I want to make fools out of ourselves. If you're cool with it. Um, I want to guess what the last track sounds like before we do it. Okay. Because Silent Planet kind of has a, uh, a like last track sound. Um, That's true. A little bit. And so what I want to see is your expectations. Is this going to sound like a Silent Planet closing track? Is this going to be harder than it normally is? Is this going to be even softer than it normally is? Uh, What are your expectations for closing track? Okay. I'm going to try and be as specific as possible. Yes. I think it's going to start out uh, minimal production heavy, like a lot of stuff going on, but not like full. It's going to build up and it's going to end really powerfully but not with like a breakdown it's going to it's going to like end strong like almost like imagine a car that's like it starts slow and then it speeds up and it's going fast it doesn't do some type of jump off the ramp or anything but it just keeps accelerating um, and then I think it's going to come to like an abrupt stop and yeah, now my second guess, even though I know we're not allowed second guesses is actually, this is a real limb. I wonder if it will be a instrumental that that's even more, that's even more maybe on a limb than what I'm going to guess. Okay. You go. Okay. Because terminal and liminal are so close to the ending here. I'm not going to guess, even though I should, exactly what you just guessed initially, not not the instrumental. Yeah. Um, I think the trajectory you have is what I would have expected and what I still kind of feel like it is. But to go out on a limb, I think it's going to be hard, which I'm going to be completely wrong. I can feel it. It's going to be hard yeah, and then it'll end soft. Um, but I wouldn't have guessed it this way except for how the tracks are set up, that it kind of feels like they can use one more. Till We Have Faces wasn't terribly hard, so I feel like it might be hard. It's also not that long if we're looking at timing, um, which does play into possibility of instrumental. But we'll see. We're about to make... One of us is going to be wrong, and one of us could be majorly wrong, me. Um, Both of us will probably be We're about to see. But we'll see. Probably, probably. It's going to be like... Like an eight bit song. <laughs> I think like it's gonna weird. be some type of like alt country, <laughs> yeah, folky tune. Garrett's credited for guitar because he learned slide guitar, yeah, and banjo, <laughs> and he's gonna play it. All that's, right, well, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm feeling it. All right, we are moving to the last track, track number twelve, Iridescent.
for the first half, I was like, man, we need to get uh, the hashtag Andrew was wrong trending. Um, <laughs> but the last half felt like I was a little like they it was a little saving grace there at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What were your thoughts, Nate? Yeah, I think it's really interesting where I don't want to make people upset. But I feel like, I mean, I really loved the ending of that. I think it was, like, crazy and all over the place and really interesting. But that song, on the whole, kind of over uh, underwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. I think maybe part of it is the fact that their closers have been so big or have had such grand buildups. When he sang or sang Screamed Iridescent, it just kind of feels flat to me. And it's so quick that I didn't really feel anything. I don't know. The one thing I will say is that it does a good job of really matching the color of the album title, of the album cover. Um, the It is this ex- explosion, but it's not necessarily, like, bright, I, I'd say. Um and so I think it does a good job, this song in particularly in particular, of mirroring the album cover. But I don't know, maybe I'll like it more a lot on uh follow-up listens, but I kind of was underwhelmed overall, outside of the very end, which I thought was really cool and crazy and manic. Yeah, I um Okay. You start with saying so started softer, started actually like a Silent Planet closing track usually starts, um, where I think he goes a little bit more spoken word for the last track, um, that it's very much about his cadence and the words he's saying. And it's not about screaming, but Garrett is doing his screaming, just not heavy. Um, I feel like that's normal Silent Planet closing track for me. The ending is very much not at all that is just heavy silent planet um so during till we have faces i had wondered i was like man this could have been the closing track like i really felt like there was that space it was just really nice really smooth but there was a lot to it it felt really layered i'm going to say that the build-up for this to be the closing track i am going to agree with nate doesn't pay off if your expectations are for your mind to be blown. Maybe lyrically, this does fit as the closing track. We don't know. But I would actually, at this point of the album, say, incredible album. I might change up some tracks. Um, I do think there's a chance that song structure, or not song structure, just where the songs are placed... um, in the album they might have been able to make till we have faces the closing track which i feel like fits a little bit more and just extend it a little longer maybe and that might feel more like okay man like i ended and it's like an emotional ending where i do feel like iridescent especially because we were focused less on the lyrics and more on the sound wasn't as emotional as an ending as it could have been. And maybe if they just stuck with how it had started and hadn't gotten all crazy hard, it would have felt more emotional of an ending. But um, but yeah, I do think they could have actually improved the ending. Um, 
from a critique standpoint, um, which I feel like we've been really nice. So might as well give a little critique here. So, um, all right. Before we do our favorite track, let's just talk. Uh, I'm going to kind of go into this a little bit here, but we're pretty long here, so I won't go too long. Um, and just talk about the album as a whole expectations, what we, what we thought. Um, so I'm going to say I do wish Till We Have Faces was last. I actually feel like Iridescent as a song could have been a really good song five or six um, in there to give a little bit more of that like slower beginning. You get big again and then basically bumping everything else down. I think that would have fit really well. Um in general. So that would have been maybe a change I would have made to the album. But overall, I love the production. I love the overall sound. I love what they did as a band. They really changed things up. It was not what I expected at almost every turn. What I expected was not what happened. So I might even need a couple listens and I might end up loving Iridescent as the closing track, but it's not what I expected. And so my expectations have been surpassed in so many areas. And then my expectations weren't quite reached for the closing track. Um, But still, that doesn't put too much of a damper on the album. The album as a whole, right up there with any other Silent Planet album, I'm trying to not just be like in the heat of the moment, be like, this is the best Silent Planet ever. But if someone tells me it's their favorite Silent Planet, I will not argue after one listen. I, I totally understand what they would see in this album already. So um, this is literally day one. We are recording this the Friday it came out. So it is literally today. It just came out. Um, it won't be released today. But um, but yeah. That is our initial thought, or my initial thought. Nate, what is your initial thoughts on the album as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, it's like band fandoms or artist fandoms and like your journey with an artist uh, can be so interesting because you'll have something like, I'm trying to think of a really good comp, like... um, Growing up, I guess, we listen to, like, contemporary Christian stuff. You have a band like Reliant K or whatever. And it's, like, they release, like, pretty good, like, strong pop-punk records. And then all of a sudden, they release just a trash record. And you, like, lose faith in them. I think with Silent Planet, I already reserved a spot in my top ten for them with this record. Because I just, they haven't, like, they haven't released that bad record yet. And it's like, it hasn't been, like love 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 oh but i hated this and now there's this lack of trust i'm heading into the silent the next silent planet record curious like hey am i gonna like it am i not gonna like it as you said before they're three for three well they're four for four you know what i mean it's like i don't know it's just like i think my biggest takeaway is just how much confidence i have in the band um and even as they've made a bunch of changes on this record 
um, for them to pull it off so smoothly has been great. Yeah. So I think that's my biggest takeaway, honestly. Just like another... Another day at the office? Another, yeah, basically another day at the office. That's what it yeah. is. Another day at the office for Silent Planet. Nothing new, not, uh, no, nothing special for them because of how they consistently put out special and creative stuff. So, so yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. And the fact that I think with all past Silent Planet records, you're just rewarded by multiple listens. There is a million stuff I missed on that first listen. A million details that just went right over my head. And we're not even talking about the lyrics. Like, obviously that. Like, musically and vocally and production-wise, so many things went over my head. So to be able to dive deeper, I'm, like, really looking forward to that. All right. We're going to talk real quick about our favorite track, what we liked uh, about that track specifically that made it our favorite. Uh, Nate, would you like to start? Do you have something or you need me to start? <laughs> Do you know what yours is? I don't know what mine is, but I'm I'm going to BS it. Um, I'm going to say between two actually here. Oh, that's tricky. Let me go with Translate the Night. I'm just going to... Mm go there i think just from it's a first flushed out track we heard um from the album uh not counting trilogy again and just what they were able to do it sounded so different i loved hearing garrett screams on it um especially that low part at the end was sweet um yeah i i just felt like that was a pretty amazing Silent Planet track. Like, when I heard it, it was right up there with Trilogy as far as first listen. Like, wow, this is really great stuff. So, um, I have another one that I thought about making that. I might mention that after yours as well, because um, it might be worth mentioning. But yeah, um, maybe you'll take it. So, what was your favorite track? I'm going to go with... Usually it's hard enough to pick these when you actually know the record. It's so much harder when you don't know it. Um... I'm going to go with Second Son, probably. I really like Second Son. I thought it... I think Translate the Night was definitely up there for me as well. Um, Alive as a House Fire was up there. Till We Have Faces, Panopticon. Those are probably my favorites. Outside of Trilogy. I almost don't even like want to count Trilogy. Yeah, I'm not um, counting Trilogy in this exercise. But, yeah. I think Second Son, the chorus was great. The screams were great. The heavy parts were great. I just thought it. And also, I just love the play on words with everything they've done with past records and then doing Second Son. I don't know. I just really like that. I'm sure lyrically it's fantastic, but I have no idea. Uh, when I said I was going to BS my way through it, I was between Translate the Night and Second Son. But then I realized that it might actually be Panopticon as far as my yeah. second favorite. I love what they did with the guitars, bass, whatever they ended up doing. And probably as far as like ones I'm excited to listen back to. And that's almost what I based it off of. Like, Which one am I, if I were to pick one to go back to right now to listen to, it's one of those two probably um, for me. So yeah. So much I'm excited to dive into, uh, excited to dive into the lyrics and get used to this album. Probably going to have it on repeat at least for the next week or two here. Um, and then I'll probably go to an every other day uh, thing at that point. So, All right, that does it for the album. Let us know your favorite song 
from this album. Let us know what you like. If there's any dislikes that you have on this album, let us know. We would love to talk more about this album uh, with you. And uh, yeah, check out all of our other episodes. This is the hardest album we've ever done for the episode. Um, but uh, hopefully you like some of the other bands on uh, um, kind of on the list of bands that we've talked about and, and artists that we've talked through. And uh, you can find some other podcasts that you like um, in our catalog. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can like the podcast, all that fun stuff. Uh, just that goes a long way for us as a podcast. Helps us out a whole lot. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to reach out, you can reach out to us on our socials. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LDL pod. And you can email us at long distance listening at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great day. Devil wears Prada. Devil wears Gucci, bitch.